guys. Welcome to Tech Buddies. In today's time and world, there are so many smartphone companies releasing tons of phones every month. This not only makes it confusing for the consumers, but but also is very harmful for the environment. We just spoke about this and companies making phones unrepairable in our previous episode. You can check that out. So with so many phones in the market, one always has the question, which phone should we buy? Which is the best phone for us? So in today's episode, we'll be telling you what to look for when buying when you are buying a phone. And in the end, we'll give you our top picks from each category. So the first thing you've got to focus on is performance. If you're looking for a flagship or that is a top of the line phone, then you need to see the phones having a Snapdragon 888, 875, 870 or the MediaTek Dimensity 1200 processors. These are 5G chipsets, so you need not worry. If your budget is a little bit low and you want a mid-ranger, then you have to check out the Snapdragon 750G, the 765G 5G processors or the MediaTek Dimensity 700U and others. Most of these are 5G phones too. And so you need not worry about it not having 5G. And we are talking about 5G because when you make a decision to buy a new phone, you should at least keep it for 3 or 3.5 years. That's a minimum as we have spoken in our previous episode. Since 5G won't even come now in 1.5 or 2 years. He meant 5G will come out in 1.5 to 2 years. We don't want you to lose out on it. The problem though is that most of these mid-range smartphones, sometimes even the flagship ones, have only two bands of 5G. We think this is not the right thing to do. To play safe, you can look for a phone which has more 5G bands. We recommend having at least four or five 5G bands in the phone. Along with this comes RAM and storage options. So the ideal RAM and storage options according to 2021 standards should be 6GB RAM or 128GB storage minimum if you're using Android. If your phone doesn't have have an external storage then and you're more into photography and stuff we would recommend buying 256 or above because nowadays you're shooting photos of such high like with high megapixels and obviously the image like quality is better so the space it takes also will increase right yeah so talking about the next component which is the main component of a phone which you need to look out for is the camera gone are those days when we used to carry handheld cameras or dslrs to click pictures i still remember when i was younger we used to have a handy cam with which we used to record everything during any family function or school event. Nowadays, smartphone cameras are capable of doing everything. They can record your videos, capture photos, selfie, night mode, portrait mode, and the list just goes on. So while choosing a phone, our suggestion to you guys will be do not chase the number of megapixels of the primary sensor or the ultra wide because unless the software is optimized, to process 64 or 128 megapixel photos then it's of no use of having that sensor. The best example for camera optimization is Apple. Apple even in their latest iPhone 12 series have still used 12 and 13 megapixel cameras but because of their software optimization photo quality is incomparable even with any other Android smartphone. So according to us if you are able to buy your phone from an offline store and you manage to get your hands on a demo piece try out the camera yourself and then make your decision. But unfortunately, if you don't have that privilege and you are ordering online, we recommend 32 or 48 megapixel main camera. And if there's OIS, then nothing like it. Ultra wide can be 12 megapixel, and most of the phones have it around that range. You will also find friends the macro and the depth which you can which you need not take into account if you do take macro photos then you can look for a macro camera which is 5 megapixel i don't think the 2 megapixel macro camera makes any difference to your photos another major component you need to keep a lookout for is the thing that connects you and the internal software yes we know we're talking about the display so there are two things which you need to keep in mind the type of screen and the refresh rate it's all up to you if you want to use an amoled screen at 60 fps or an ips at 
LCD screen at 120 fps. Both are equally good. But you get crisper blacks on the AMOLED screen and more vivid colors. And if you use a lot of social media, especially YouTube and basically apps like Instagram, YouTube which support dark mode, then I would surely suggest AMOLED display because AMOLED display, the advantage of using an AMOLED display is it can turn off each pixel in the screen. So by turning off each pixel, it saves lots and lots of battery. That's, exa that's exactly like how the uh, new iPhone 12 series, they save up on lots of battery. However, if you have the budget and you are going for a flagship we, rec uh, we recommend to get the best of the both the worlds that is getting an AMOLED screen with high refresh rate. An IPS screen isn't that bad. I mean nowadays if you're buying an IPS screen you'll get it at a high refresh rate like Xiaomi put uh, IPS LCD screens with 144 hertz refresh rate. While this does not look clearly good like means the blacks won't look good and you'll get like grey colors like when it's coming to the black part you get the high refresh rate and colors are a bit more color accurate on LCD screens compared to AMOLED screens. But it's all up to your preference. AMOLED screen saves on the battery. So if you're a person who cares about the battery, I think that's for you. 60 hertz and 90 hertz are the main offerings in the mid-rangers. And there are ones with 120 hertz and 144 hertz. Be sure to put it in adaptive. Check that if there's adaptive refresh rate. Because if there's no adaptive refresh rate, you lose out on a lots of battery. So the next component one key is the one which keeps your phone running throughout the day. The battery. For this, it depends on your usage. If you're a heavy user, and use your phone multiple times in a day with a lot of apps open in the background and if you're basically a multitasker kind of a person then you can go for 5000 to 6000 mAh range which will keep you going for almost a day if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum you can look for 4000 mAh and above battery which will give you screen on time of about 4 to 6 hours last but not the least is the brand it is very important which company phone you buy keep in mind that you have to use this phone for a minimum three three and a half years so it's better you go for a reputed brand like samsung apple motorola nokia which can guarantee you longevity before we end this 2021 smartphone buying guide, we have to warn you about this virus which is spreading really fast. No, we are not talking about the COVID-19. We are talking about ads. If you're fine with ads on your phone in the form of pre-installed apps or notifications, then you can look for Xiaomi and its sub-brands. However, these sub-brands, some of them don't have ads like Poco, Vivo also does not have ads. So you can look out for those. But if you want a clean stock Android experience, which is the best feeling of all, ads don't, you can check out Nokia or Motorola phones, which come with a clean stock Android experience without compromising on the specs. As we are talking about the software, you guys also have to keep your eye on software updates. Most of the companies offer two to three years of software updates, so you need not worry about that. But it's still better to double check before making the purchase. If you're making a if you're buying a 5G phone before you check out, please check the number of 5G bands on the phone. That completes our tips and recommendation for buying a phone in 2021. Now we will give you the list of smartphones that we think are a bang for the buck in their price category. Do take a note that this we are currently recording this episode in May 13th, so many of the phones which we are talking about if you're listening after me might not be there for sale so Athar is going to tell us about the first category that is below 20,000 rupees so if you have a tight budget and you have only 20,000 you need not worry there are many phones which can guarantee you loads of amazing features at a very reasonable price 
The first one is Moto G60, which is priced at 17999 The Moto G60 comes with a 6.8-inch screen. It was launched in 2021, April 27th, so which is pretty recent. Comes with Android 11, 128 GB storage. It comes with a 108 megapixel camera, which can shoot 4K. The resolution of the screen is 1080 into 2, uh, 2460 pixels. It comes with 6 GB RAM and a Snapdragon 7, 732G. The, uh, the battery is 6000 milliamp. And personally, I feel like this is a good deal. But if you want to check out another phone, which is Moto G40, which is Moto G40 is just the brother of Moto G60. And the only difference between these phones are that the Moto G40 comes with 4GB RAM variant and 6GB RAM variant and comes with a 64 megapixel camera, whereas the G60 comes with a 108 megapixel camera. So if you are a camera sort of person, you can go for the Moto G60. Otherwise, you can check the G40 Fusion. The next phone is, if you are a gamer, it's the Poco X3 Pro, which is priced at 18999 So, the Poco X3 Pro is an offering by Xiaomi. Although I'm not a fan of Xiaomi, Xiaomi's Poco phones do not have ads, which is pretty good. It comes with a 6.7-inch screen and 48-megapixel camera. Although the Moto G60 had a higher-resolution camera, from the reviews that I've heard, the Xiaomi Poco X3 phone, X3 Pro, takes one of the best photos in all in, a, in the 20K range. It it comes with 6GB RAM and 8GB RAM variant. It comes with a Snapdragon 860 and the battery ha battery is 5160 mAh. Do note that the screen is an IPS LCD 120Hz display but it has support for HDR10. So if you want crisper blacks and you want an always on screen, I would not recommend this phone. The other cameras are 8MP uh, ultrawide and 2MP macro in depth which I don't think so is of any use. It can shoot 4K at 30 fps 1080p at 60 120 and 240 fps and 1080p at 90 960 fps for slow-mo it comes with a 20 megapixel front camera and has a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack so this is all you need if you're a gamer the snapdragon 860's performance is unbeatable at this price range the next smartphone is the samsung galaxy m31s Priced at 18999 again. So the M31S is Samsung's offering from the M series. Now I know there are many people who are Samsung fanboys, and personally, I would only recommend this phone if you're a Samsung fanboy or if you don't want any of those Xiaomi brands or any sub brand and you want a reliable smartphone. The M31S comes with a 6.5 inch screen, which is 1080 into 2400 pixels, comes with a 64 megapixel uh, camera that can shoot 4K. It comes with 6GB and 8GB RAM variants. Processors and Exynos 9611. Do note there's an Exynos processor here. And Exynos processors are not the most reliable processors as we have heard before. It comes with a 6000, which is really huge, 6000 milliamp hour battery. Um, and it and as you know, Samsung is the one that makes displays for nearly all the brands. So it comes with a Super AMOLED display, which is 6.5 inches big, which I've already told you. It comes with Corning Gorilla. The screen is a Corning Gorilla Glass 3. It comes with Android 10 but I think it should get the Android 11 update because it launched only in 2020. Samsung has promised three or two years of updates which I think would be fine by fine if a Samsung fan, uh, fanboy is going to take this. It comes with a 64 megapixel main camera which is pretty good. A 12 megapixel ultrawide, a 5 megapixel macro and a 5 megapixel depth but the Poco X3 Pro came only with 2 megapixels so if you prefer a better camera I would recommend the Samsung Galaxy M31. One thing which I would like to tell is the Exynos processors are not the most reliable so if you want 
uh, less heating issues, I would still recommend the Poco. Apart from that, it does not come with the uh, headphone jack, but it comes with pretty good, pretty good speakers. And oh, it comes with the sorry, I'm, I I like to apologize. It comes with the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, and it comes with Wi uh, Wi-Fi 5, but I don't think so. It has Wi-Fi 6. The next category is from 20k to 40k, which is kept as like the window between the mid-rangers and the flagship. So the first one is if you're looking for a complete package, you can choose the IQ7, which we have covered in our previous episode. So if you want to know the specs and our thoughts about it, you can check the episode. The next one is from OnePlus. And if you're looking for a device from OnePlus, especially from the latest OnePlus 9 series, we'll recommend the OnePlus 9R, which comes at a price of 39999 We feel this is the most value for money phone from the OnePlus 9 series. We have talked about that in a recent episode episode so you can check that out the next all-rounder from apple is the 2020 iphone se so the iphone se comes with a 4.7 inch screen now you're like oh that's so small right but then again you're getting you're getting into the apple ecosystem which is one of the biggest things which is a really big advantage i know this phone has big bezels but it also has touch id which many people need now it does not have the most impressive screen because it comes with an lcd screen but the 12 megapixel rear camera does really well and we all know how iphones take pictures it can shoot 4k at 60 fps it comes with 3 gb of ram but it comes with the apple a13 bionic which is the same processor that was there in the iphone 11 pro series so and since it's a smaller screen it probably performs better than it so if you guys want a phone that performs better than most of the android phones even now i feel like the apple iphone se is one of the best it comes with five years of updates so if if there's something like if you are a person who wants longevity then you should take the iphone se one more advantage the iphone se has over all the other phones is although having a dated design it has more availability of parts and according to iFixit, it was its most repa repairable phone of 2020. Apple hasn't done much tampering to this phone. And since it has the same parts as iPhone 8, availability isn't a problem. Repairability from third-party op uh, operators will also be cheap. And also that uh, its performance is extremely good compared to the others. It comes with fa There'll be a version, some people are saying leaks. I don't want to say anything. But according to leaks, there might be a version in 2021 of the iPhone SE with 5G. We never know when it's going to release. It might release in the upcoming. Uh, Apple event but let's just hope that they make a variant which, which comes with um, the Apple 5G like Apple because when they put 5G they put lots of bands for 5G I'm telling you guys again it comes with an LCD screen and people think that it's an LED screen so be careful it comes with a 7 megapixel front camera but that does well because it's optimized which can shoot HDR 1080p at 30fps the back main camera has optical Im image stabilization and has HDR it has a it has a dual band and it has the fingerprint is a really big advantage nowadays everyone's wearing mask face ID doesn't work so for those who want that one main problem of iphone se the main problem for everyone who wants to buy the iphone se is it has an extremely small battery at 1821 milliamp hour which is pretty small so i have a friend who has the iphone se and he says that he gets about six hours and standby is pretty decent with the latest iphone so i think six hours is decent so it might work for one day but it has wireless charging for those of you who want wireless charging then you have to get this phone and honestly one of the best phones if apple increased the battery capacity then it would have been good so the next phone is from google the google pixel 4a and it's the best camera phone under 30k.
So the Google Pixel 4a is Google's 4 series and comes with an A, like how last year's 3a was there. So Google kind of redoes itself with the A series. People are usually disappointed with its main series, especially in India because of the price hike. Whereas uh, the 4a or the 3a series are priced a bit more efficiently. So the 4a comes with a hole punch cutout, which is kind of new to the Google thing because the 3a came with clunky bezels. It comes with a 5.81 uh, inch AMOLED screen. This is small, but also it's not small in a bad, which resolution is 1080 into 2340 pixels. It comes with a 12 megapixel main sensor, which can shoot 4k at 30 FPS. The Google Pixel's main advantage is its camera. I've seen users who still use, like swear by the Google Pixel 1 or the Google Pixel 2 just because how reliable and efficient the camera is. The pictures the Google Pixel takes on portrait mode or night mode can even be compared to DSLRs at times. And the, I'm proud to say that the Google Pixel 4a sometimes even outdoes the iPhone 12 Pro Max in night shots and even sometimes in day shots. So if you are a camera enthusiast and who doesn't take much of ultra wide or macro photos and just takes like ones with the main sensor, I think the Google Pixel 4a is the one to go. The main camera also takes stunning shots. I think the Google Pixel a, 4a would have made more sense if they had put a better processor and kind of fine-tuned it a bit more and increased its battery capacity too. I mean, it does have a 3140 mAh battery, but it only lasts for about five, six hours, five hours. And other phones like the Nord, which we haven't included in this list because of false 5G advertising, have a better battery. It comes with 6 GB RAM and the Snapdragon 730G, which is okay, but not the best. You can do slight gaming, but daily gaming or uh, continuous gaming, I don't know if it's meant for this. It does not have upgradable storage for those of you who want to know about that, but it has a really good OLED, uh, OLED HDR display. Basically, if you guys want this phone, uh -huh. if you guys want this phone, you have to check the reviews out because it's it the camera shots it takes are stunning. So if you want, if you're one who cares about the camera, this phone is the one to go to. Don't buy anything above 50k. Also, unless you're going for something about 60, where you're competing with the S21 and the iPhone 12 Pro. So, if you're a camera person and your budget is not that high, you can check the Google Pixel, comes at 30k. The next category is the ones which are the flagship ones. So if you want to go all out in buying a phone, which you're going to use, which you think you're going to use for a long time, you can buy a flagship phone, which has most of these flagship phones have 5G, which we are recommending. So you need not worry about 5G. So the first one is the Galaxy S21 or the S21 Plus. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to give the specs first of the S21. The Samsung Galaxy S21 comes with a 6.2 inch, which is top of the line. As we know, Samsung makes one of the best displays. It comes with a hole punch cutout in the in the middle. It comes with a 64 megapixel main sensor, uh, with uh, which shoots really good pictures. Which can I think it can shoot 8K, uh, 8 GB of RAM. Uh, it comes with the Exynos uh, uh, 2000 processor in India. So. For those of you who don't want any problems or any heating issues, because I've heard the Exynos this year is better, but I'm still not sure. So those of you who, if you're shopping from abroad, I would recommend getting the Snapdragon variant of this phone, but the it's not like the Exynos is bad. It performs okay. It comes with a 4,000 milliamp hour battery, which with Samsung's efficiency lasts for more than a day. Um, the screen supports 120 Hertz refresh rate and comes with HDR 10 plus. Um, it comes with Android 11 and One UI 3.1. Uh, the international variant comes with the Snapdragon 888 5G, 
whereas the Indian variant or the Asian variant comes with uh, Exynos 2000. It comes with 8 GB RAM and 128 GB storage. Then the main camera is 64 megapixels and there's other one with 12 megapixels with oh, and nearly all the cameras have OIS. It can shoot 8K at 20 F 24 FPS which is the ones which they shoot for movies, 4K at 30 or 60 FPS or uh, 1080p at 240 FPS. Then comes the Samsung Galaxy S21, the S21 Plus. I'll cover the S21 Plus first. The S21 Plus comes with a 6.7 inch screen, a 64 megapixel camera, but 8 GB of RAM and for a 4800 milliamp hour battery, which is bigger than the 4000 milliamp hour battery you see at the S21. Apart from that, nearly everything is the same. I think even the cameras are the exact same. So if you want that bigger battery, go for the S21 Plus 5G. It has a bigger screen as well. Yeah, and it has a bigger screen. And then the S21 Ultra. Ultra, which is currently the best phone to buy. The S21 Ultra comes with six. This will be over the one lakh range for those of you who are interested. 6.8 inch screen, 108 megapixels camera, which is takes stunning shots. Best camera on a phone. 12 GB RAM and 16 GB RAM variants. Again, comes with the Exynos 2000. If you are spending this one lakh on this phone, I would recommend to getting it imported from someone somewhere else and getting the Snapdragon variant because the Exynos 2000 is kind of disappointing for a one lakh phone. Comes with the 5000 milliamp battery which is decent and with samsung's optimization we all know it lasts long it can shoot 8k at 24 fps and it can shoot basically the same thing as all the other phones but it can't it comes with a bigger screen more battery and that 108 megapixel camera and comes with 100x zoom which is actual proper 100x zoom not like the xiaomi ones that's it from the samsung's range but there is also one phone which nobody talks about that's the s20 fe 5g although this the s20 uh, fe is an old phone from samsung's s20 uh, range the uh, s20 fe 5g has been updated and i feel like this is around the 50 to 40 range so not a flagship but not a mid-ranger so i feel like if you are spending that kind of money the s20 fe 5g is the only one you can go for i don't think so there's any other competitor so between the 35 40 range and 40 to 50 range the s20 fe is the one to go for so the next one is the recent iphone 12 series Yeah, uh, so let me start with the iPhone 12 mini. The iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone 12 are the exact same. There is a misconception between people that there there's a huge difference. See, the only differences between these two phones are the iPhone 12 mini has a smaller screen, which is kind of an advantage to me, which I don't find it as a disadvantage. And I'm telling you guys, trust me, smaller screens are better. People are slowly shifting towards smaller screens also. Even tech reviewers are shifting to the iPhone 12 mini because smaller screens make it more handy. A phone is not a device which is usually meant to be where media is meant to be consumed. So the mini is kind of the best for me personally. I feel like it's the one that's worth it to buy. The only advantage of the mini is, I mean, disadvantage of the mini is that it comes with a 2,227 milliamp hour battery, which kind of falls short. It comes with 4 GB RAM and Apple A14 Bionic. It comes with a 12 megapixel sensor, which shoots really good photos. It comes with a Super Retina XDR OLED screen, which supports HDR10 Dolby Vision. So you can, even if you're consuming media, you can, which is Dolby or Atmos supported, you can get the pro, like you can see it properly and you can get uh, crisper sounds. It comes with iOS 14.1. It started with 14.1, but it'll get five years of upgrade. So longevity, this one's the one to go. Samsung doesn't get that much. That many years of upgrades. The selfie camera is also 12 megapixel.
pixel camera which shoots really good photos it does not come with the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack but i feel like the iphone 12 mini is the one to go for magsafe then again but magsafe is slowed down on the iphone 12 mini compared to the iphone 12 and the iphone 12 pro that's because of the small design but you won't notice the difference the only dif it's by three watts is the difference standby is up to 15 hours when you're playing multiple multimedia but from the reviews i've seen you get around eight to seven hours of screen time which is pretty good then i would go to the iphone 12 the iphone 12 comes with a 6.1 inch screen which is bigger 12 megapixels apart from that everything is same except for the battery it comes with a 2850 milliamp hour battery so if you want a bigger screen which i would still wouldn't recommend if you want a bigger screen because if you break it obviously you're gonna spend more you, you want a bigger screen you have to go for the iphone 12 i think there's a difference of 20k from the low end iphone mini iphone 12 mini and the iphone 12 the battery is bigger you get like probably one hour or half one and a half hours more of screen time apart from that everything is the exact same on this do note that the repairability has been decreased substantially in the iphone 12 models so for those of you who are thinking of repairability i would still suggest an older iphone but this is it's not like this is not repairable it can be repaired but go go to a trusted third party or the trusted apple apple repair center i fix it or whatever then comes the iphone 12 pro and the iphone 12 pro max so i'm just going to talk about the iphone 12 pro max but the iphone 12 pro the only difference between the iphone 12 pro is the iphone 12 pro comes with the biggest screen. the iphone 12 pro comes with a 12 megapixel main camera but it also comes with it comes with three cameras so one one is for one is the main camera one is a wide camera and the other one is a ultra wide camera so it comes with 2.5x optical zoom and uh, it comes with a really good ois but if you are if you are more of a like camera guy who's shooting videos if you are more of a camera guy who is uh, shooting videos then i would recommend the s21 but this is the top of the line iphone it comes with 6gb ram and apart from that nearly everything is same from the iphone 12 mini it comes with fast charging and it also has a lidar sensor in the back so for those of you who want to scan 3d images or get get better night shots night shots are a really big advantage and the iphone 12 pro max the iphone 12 pro max is the one to go for so if you are fine with ads and if you have no problems with the Mi UI, you can go for the Mi 11 Ultra. Which we have spoken about in our previous episode. So if you want, you can check that out. Yeah, just to let you guys know, there, there are some rumors that Mi UI 12.5 is getting a big revamp and it's going to be similar to uh, this one, stock Android, is what the rumors say. So, so that's, that's just a thing you guys need to know if you're going for the Mi 11 Ultra. It's a perfect phone on paper. If you compare it with the Samsung S21 series, then on paper it's better than that. But the only problem was MIUI and ads. But now I'm hearing these rumors of MIUI 12.5 being close to stock Android. So I think I would suggest this phone to people now because if it's, it's really if good it's for the price. Stock Android. If it's stock. And it's going to be close to stock Android is what they say. So it's good. Yeah, let's the hope next... the leaks are true then. I guess. The next one is if, again if you're a if you're focused on camera and videography on phone you can check the Vivo X60 line Vivo X60 lineup. So the Vivo X60 lineup is 
Vivo's top of the line phone. So the main advantage or the main reason why people buy this phone is its camera. So I'll just gloss over the specs quickly. It comes with a 6.5 inch AMOLED screen which is uh, uh, 120 hertz, HDR10 plus support, 12 GB of RAM, Snapdragon 875G, not triple eight, 875G. Fourth, it comes with 4200 mAh lithium, uh, lithium battery. So the main advantage of this phone is its 48 megapixel camera which is optimized not to iPhone level but it's really optimized. It shoots really really good photos and if you're uh, if you're into taking videos this would be the uh, phone to go for but not this uh, phone i don't think so it can shoot 8k but it can shoot 4k at 60 fps and with the gimbal stabilization the videos come out really really stable it comes it comes like if you are using an actual gimbal on your dslr camera it comes to that range like i don't think so many people won't even be able to recognize the difference it comes with a 13 megapixel telephoto which is okay a 13 megapixel ultra wide which does fine this comes with a zeiss optic lens which i don't know it's i i would say it's better than the hasselblad hype that oneplus has told us but if you want one with a good stabilization this is the one to go for the selfie camera has 30 32 megapixel can shoot 1080p at 30 30 fps which is kind of disappointing i don't know for a 32 megapixel sensor but it comes with a loudspeaker but it does not have 3.5 millimeter headphone jack for those of you who want to know about that apart from that it usb type c we all know that and it has nfc support so that's about the vivo v x60 lineup next is all this these two phones are for all you gamers out there it's the asus rog phone 5 and if you stream your mobile game a mobile gameplay to your youtube or twitch with your face cam then you can go for the lenovo legion dual 2 we have made an episode on those two phones. You can check out all the episodes. Link will be in the show notes. Yeah, so I guess that makes it done with all the recommendations. Or we are done with all the recommendations. But one thing that we have to keep in to note is that we haven't used much of these phones that we have told you. We have just seen the reviews. So don't take our recommendation recommendations by just take it by face value. Do your own research before purchasing. If you're spending money, there's so many important things as told before. Longevity repairability availability of parts all those things are as important as your pro as the which processor you're using or the ram you're using so please do lots of research like this is just a founding foundation we are giving to you before purchasing your phone do research then purchase your phone that's it yes it's important to do your homework before you buy a phone because the money you're investing in it is important so before we end this episode we'd like to remind every listener to not change their phone until absolutely needed this will not only save your money which means you can buy a better phone in the future but it also helps our planet earth this video is for those people who don't know anything about smartphones and i hope this will help them in choosing their next smartphone if it happens to be in 2021 thank you guys stay safe bye before we close the episode, we'd like to remind you to follow us if you're listening on Spotify and subscribe and give us a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel where we upload clips from our podcasts. You can check that out. Bye guys, stay safe.